0: I hope Labor Day weekend was relaxing for you and the swing of back to school is a success for you and your kids. I have a unique format today. A college roommate of mine said, hey, do you have an episode for people pregnant with twins? And I said, do you have somebody in mind? <laughs> and to her sister-in-law, Andrea Redden. At the time of the interview, Andrea was in her first trimester pregnant with twins. Her second pregnancy, she has a two-year-old boy named Stone, and she is a blogger at Andrea. So check the show notes to check out her blog. Andrea will be the one asking me questions today about pregnancy, delivery, strollers, and even the old age debate of SUV versus minivan. I also have my friend Melissa here, another veteran twin mom who was featured on episode three of this podcast. In that, she talks about her in more than one way her miracle identical twin girls she adopted and her journey of being a foster mom and since recording this interview melissa is caring for two more foster kids one of them is a sibling of her current placement so if you haven't listened to melissa's episode head back to episode three and listen to that as well so you can get to know melissa a little bit better and all her more of her sage advice but today's episode is a little more fun and if you have a friend, who is pregnant with twins, send them this episode. Hi, I'm Amber. I have five young kids, including a set of boy-girl twins. My kids were all born within six and a half years of each other. It's a lot of kids in a little amount of time. It has been quite the journey parenting all these kids so close in age. I've learned a lot over the years and people often come to me for advice. But let's be honest, I don't know everything. And in those cases, I turn to other moms for their advice. I believe that people living it and doing it are the real experts. So that's why, each week I'll sit down with a real expert, one of my friends, a mom like you, to get all the advice you asked for, and some you didn't. This is Neighborhood Twin Mom. Welcome to the neighborhood. Today we have a little bit of a different podcast format. I have Andrea here, who is sister-in-laws with a college roommate of mine, and she just found out she's pregnant with twins. So she is going to ask me questions today about being pregnant with twins having multiples and I asked another veteran twin mom, my friend, Melissa, who I have interviewed previously on episode three. So I'll have Andrea introduce herself a little bit. And then Melissa, you can give us a little life update.
1: My name is Andrea and exactly what Amber said. I found out I'm pregnant with twins. I'm 12 weeks now actually. And so it's really exciting because hopefully we find out the gender soon and we'll get more updates on that. But I have a two-year-old son named Stone and he is very busy. (laughs) He is getting into everything, but he's so fun. I am a dance teacher for two dance companies, and so that's been really fun. The girls are so sweet, and I danced in college and in high school, and so I feel very lucky that I'm able to do that into adulthood. I live in San Antonio, Texas, which is great. It's just very, very hot. <laughs> I went to school at the University of Utah and studied broadcast journalism. And so that's what I did before worked at news stations and everything like that before
0: I had my first. Oh, that's cool. All right, Melissa. It's been a few months since I had you on the podcast. So your kids yeah. are now our
2: kids. All started school this last week, which we homeschooled for COVID. So my house feels so empty. So Millie, Brooke, and Ruth all started kindergarten. And having three different kindergartners has been intense. Those teachers require a lot. Are they in separate classes? <laughs> they are. I put them in separate classes oh. for their well being. <laughs> oh, why'd you do that? Well, I mostly did it for Millie and Brooke because they're identical. And when they are together, people would just mix them up and they're also, out of all my kids, the most polar opposite in personalities. So there was too much comparison going on for my liking. So I put them in separate classes. And then the other comparison is that Millie and Brooke are developmentally delayed and Ruth is neurotypical. So they were comparing the twins to their sister. Like, why aren't you reading? Why aren't you doing X, Y, Z? And so I put her in a separate class so that the teachers wouldn't compare the twins and Ruth.
0: I'm so sorry. I'm so glad my twins are in the same class. It makes it easy to only only uh, deal with one teacher. Hey girl, but twins, I feel like, are easier in that regard. I agree. I agree. And I'll take it. Andrea, how has your pregnancy been?
1: Oh, man. It has been so much more difficult than my first. I, I kind of knew something could have been off before I went in for my first ultrasound I just was so much more sick and so my first was a boy I was like oh maybe it's a girl (laughs) that's what everyone says I have just been so nauseated the worst morning sickness so fatigued so tired and I started showing very very early (laughs) yes that was me too so and so these were
2: spontaneous twins correct what was your reaction at the ultrasound
1: Oh, it's funny. So my husband actually wasn't going to come with me for this first ultrasound. My two-year-old, he has a hard time with babysitters. And I was like, I'll just go. I just want to make sure there's a heart, a heartbeat, right? Everything's good. (laughs) And last minute we decided we found a babysitter and he came with me, which, which was good for just moral support and everything like that. And we sit down and the tech starts with the ultrasound and we see two embryos pop up on the screen and it took a few seconds to register and the tech goes oh my goodness we're like what she said you're having twins and we we started crying actually we just were so overwhelmed and it felt like a blessing in a way even though we i got pregnant easily with my first but it was just it felt like a blessing to be able to have you know two precious little babies and everything like that but i didn't know that i had twins in my family and then I talked to my mom. She does a lot of genealogy work and things like that. And she said my great grandpa was actually a twin. I guess it's somewhere <laughs> within the family, but we were, we're so excited.
0: And the twins are die, die twins, right? Two separate sacs, yes. two separate placentas.
1: Yeah. Correct.
0: Yeah. And then you're going to do a blood test this week, right?
1: So I already took a blood okay. test a few days ago, actually a week ago. So the results should be in. At least in the next few days. And so hopefully I I do have, you know, some questions about that too. If you'll be able to find out both genders through the blood work or how that works. Because if
2: I recall correctly, it only can tell if there is a boy chromosome. So if it's Mm -hmm. boy, girl twins, it could not tell. It just knows there's at least a boy,
1: but if there's
2: no boy in there, then, you know, you're having two girls.
1: Okay. And that's what I've heard that too. When I got the blood work done, they said, "Yeah, you'll be able to know the genders." And then I went home, did my research, and talked to a few people, and was like I don't know if I'm going to be able to find out both genders. So, yeah, I'm. If a little... they are
0: fraternal, though, yeah, but... or you'll be able to tell if they're identical or fraternal from the blood test. Because okay, you will, because even if they're in separate sacs, separate placentas, they can still be identical. And most people, at least old, old school people, just don't get them tested. And Mm -hmm. so then if they look the same, I guess they're identical. If they don't look the same, I guess they're not identical. But the blood test will be able to tell you if they're identical, which is cool. Then You'll know before they're born.
1: Yeah, that'd be helpful. So I don't have to forget their names or swap them on accident. (laughs) (laughs) You hear those horror stories, right?
2: (laughs) I feel like my identical twins did not look identical at birth, though. Mm -hmm. Even just being off a couple of ounces, one of them is, oh, yeah, this is obviously twin a, cause she's weighs half a pound more. And when they're babies, that makes a huge difference. It's harder to tell them apart now.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Could you tell, I'm just curious when they were in your belly, could you tell which one at least I have an idea, which one was on like one side or which one was who even after the babies were born?
0: Yes, I could. Melissa adopted her twins. So someone doesn't know. <laughs> I I could tell. Yeah. I so I had a toddler at the time too. She would always say, "What side is it? What side is baby girl on?" And so I'd read her stories at night and she would switch sides so she could sit next to the girl. So I could tell the difference between <laughs> where they were kicking. One was totally in my ribs. The other one was not. So I could tell the difference.
1: Oh, wow.
0: I mean, once really it crazy. got bigger.
1: Yeah. So how
2: yeah. far apart will your toddler and the twins be?
1: They'll be a little less than 3 years. So
2: that's really nice timing. I feel like,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I waited. We initially wanted to do two years preferably, right. To have the siblings close, but I am so, so glad that we waited that extra year just to have him understand a little bit more and be a little bit helpful. So I think it'll be a good, good age gap.
2: Well, and it's perfect because most of the twin strollers I had, if you wanted a third, you either had to get a triplet stroller, but most of them had the two twins and you could add like the standing platform. A lot yeah. of strollers have that option. So once they hit that three range, then they can stay and stand on the little platform. And it's way easier to use strollers because they're smaller. They're easier to get in the car. Not having to get a triplet stroller is nice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh, like all the skateboards. Great, great.
1: invention. Yeah. <laughs> What a great invention. My other question about strollers is I've done a little bit of research and I see strollers that have two side-by-side that you can have them equally yeah, side like, by side. in front of you or up and down the Vista, up a baby, that kind of brand. Yeah, like they call them um, inline or side-by-side. Yes. Yes. So is there a preference with that or does it not really matter or?
0: So
2: I have a personal preference and that is front and back because mm-hmm. it can fit into stores and doctor's offices a lot easier. The side-by-side would always be wide. So trying to get in between the weight table and where the doctor's sitting or wherever and those ones. And I loved the ones that was like the contours or the options or the city select where the seats can face each other or they can face you or they can face away. And they also mm-hmm. could hold the two car seats. So my personal is inline. Even when I had our triplet stroller, I did the inline one and I have a triplet jogging stroller and it's the worst. Oh, (laughs) and even the side-by-side double stroller, we were in Cheyenne and because it was historic doors would not be regulation size. And so I couldn't even fit into most of the buildings in Cheyenne. Once they got older though, once they hit three or four, I had to get a side-by-side because they would fight with each other over who got to see what at the zoo or at the museum. So whoever was in the back would throw a tantrum. And so that's when I got the side-by-sides.
1: And
0: I like the side-by-side better because I feel like they fold up better than the inline ones. Inline ones, I feel like you got to take all these parts apart to fit it into your trunk. So I like the side-by-side because I felt like it was easier to fold up and put in the car. <laughs> and Melissa said like, sure, well, she lived on the Air Force base which just, you're probably talking more about the Air Force base, but I never had a problem ever with the side-by-side because they make them, and I don't, don't want to say the exact inches, but it's the same inches required by American Disability Association to make wheelchair so if you can't fit through a doorway then you can complain because they're not ada compliant so i never had an issue with the side by side but popular ones city select is popular among twin moms and the zoe mm-hmm. zoe is
2: light so if you don't want to have to lift a lot the
0: zoe is fantastic yeah.
1: oh i haven't even heard of the zoe okay
0: those are two good to and, know thank and you and also melissa turned me on to wagons which so i would mm-hmm. recommend doing a click the click kind when they're in the infant carriers, once they're out of infant carriers and you, you know, don't want to lug two infant carriers around with you. I like using the infant carriers when I go places. Cause then people typically stay away from your baby.
2: Then they can keep sleeping. Yeah. And-
0: so I use just a click one when they were infants. And then when they got bigger, I used a double Bob revolution drug stroller, And I still have it because it's I do awesome. like the Bob. If you're going to run, Bob's I don't run, <laughs> I don't run, but I still used it. But wagons, because wagons are great. You can stick a car seat in it or toddler or all three toddlers and all your junk. So there's a lot. And when I, my babies were little, me and Melissa both had different, like more basic strollers or uh, wagons. Now they have like fancy ones with straps and stuff like that. But.
2: Yeah. Now I own the Keens wagon that can buckle two kids into it. And it is amazing. And the other day I was at the park, triplet mom comes by with the quad Wonderfold wagon. And oh yeah. It was amazing amazing mm-hmm. I would honestly buy it if I had three littles like all right
0: Melissa's two like two I'm two probably one. gonna buy it anyways <laughs> I
2: know like, I only have one foster kid I need two more to make this so my husband won't kill me <laughs>
1: oh, good to know about the wagons I think I've seen those before too and it's nice because you can put toys in there and snacks and food and yes. they seem happily entertained just playing in there <laughs>
2: And they're perfect once you start deciding. It still takes a little bit to get your groove and get out of the house. But you don't Mm -hmm. just stay in the house for three years. Eventually, you go places. (laughs) So the wagon is perfect for the zoo, (laughs) the museum, the park, because it's easy in and out. It's not as big. It's more flexible, especially for those day trips. So I liked the wagon once they hit like that nine months, one year age.
0: Are you worried about getting out, Andrea, when the twins come? Uh, <laughs> a little bit,
1: just because I just think of little things like going to the grocery store or doing that quick Target run or just those little day to day tasks that I'm curious how you guys manage if you just do them at night when your husband's home or pick um, up his best you friend. Just, or if you just power through it and deal with the tantrums and cries along the way. Yeah, that's what I'm a little overwhelmed with. day day to tasks.
0: A, I think it's a little <laughs> bit of everything. I didn't have grocery pickup when my twins were little, and that would have been a complete game changer. I would have just done pickup for a lot of things, but you ask for help. I made a list on my fridge of people when I was pregnant that said, oh, let me help you. And I would call them because I'm not going to take mm-hmm. two infants to the dentist with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I had a list of people who were willing to help me and I put it on the fridge and I called them and you have to ask for help. So you got to ask for help a little bit of grocery pickup, and then you just streamline your errands. Because when I had one kid, it was like, okay, what are we going to do today to entertain you? I guess we'll go to Target. It'll be fun to entertain you by going Mm -hmm. to Target. I'm like, no longer entertainment to hang out at Target and go grocery shopping as an entertainment. (laughs) Like You streamline the the errands. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Melissa?
2: I feel like I've done all of it. I've memorized the stores that had, because same thing, pickup wasn't really a thing five years ago. I memorized the stores that had three carts. There's actually quite a few that have carts for three kids, but that was once they could sit up on their own, which wasn't till they were six or seven months. So before that I did twin carriers. I did that several times where I would wear both twins in the front with my Moby wrap. And mm-hmm. luckily I was pregnant with the third. So that was the easiest way to carry that one. <laughs> and by the time Ruth was born, the twins could sit in the seat. <laughs> and I did push the triplet stroller and drag a cart behind me oh, yeah, several I did that. times well. Yeah, I would bring the oh. stroller
0: inside, so I would push the stroller, pull the cart.
1: That's amazing.
2: But now that well, it's a thing, I don't even know if I would step foot in a store.
1: Ooh, right. My other question, too, is, so I don't have any family here. They all live, my husband's side of the family lives in California. My family lives in California, and so people say, make sure you ask for help. Right. And so my question is how much help (laughs) should I expect that I'll need? Is it like a few weeks thing? Is it a month thing? A two month thing? Is it a year long? What should I expect for at least the next year? Once I have, have the twins, how much help I'll need?
2: In my opinion, Like, family is awesome. They come out, you have your mother for two weeks, your mother in law for two weeks. And then all of a sudden, somewhere around week six, everyone's gone. Mm -hmm. And it was, you were Air Force, and then all of a sudden, you're by yourself. That is when whoever has ever said they want to help during your pregnancy, you call them to clean your house, to hold the baby so you can nap or shower. I remember taking when Amber had just had the twins. And just, cause she was cooped up in their apartment and was losing her three-year-old mind. And so just mm-hmm. taking them, <laughs> any of those help immensely.
0: I had my mom come out. She was there for probably a week or so. And then I had other family members trickle in for like my sister who was in college, who it was just nice to have company while I was feeding babies all day long. I mean, not that she wasn't helpful. She listens to the podcast. I love you, Hannah. Um, <laughs> But she didn't have kids, so she wasn't wasn't intuitive to be doing things. But she did my dishes for me. She actually made my Halloween costumes because for some reason that was a super huge priority to me when my babies were a month old. I was like, "You have to come and you have to make Halloween costumes for my one month old." And so she did. So I had them stagger in. But you also gotta realize that it's a super stressful time. And so you got to prioritize your marriage too. So if having company in town mm-hmm. for so long is going to affect your marriage, you're going to have to balance that as well. My other kids, I only ever had my mom come in town. My mother-in-law lives in town. So my mom just came, but when I had the twins, I had both my sister-in-laws came out and one of my sisters came out and we kind of staggered it. So I, that's what I would do. I wouldn't have everybody come all out at once. Cause okay. then you lose all of your help. I would say <laughs> it is a little bit, it is more, it is more, there's two babies. It's more, and you have a toddler and your toddler will probably, it's going (laughs) to be life-changing for your little toddler too.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I know. That's what I worry about a little bit too, is the most, just how he's going to handle it and how long it'll take for him to to understand there's two babies coming.
0: (laughs) My daughter's nine and she still wishes she was the only child. So Oh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) well, and it's amazing what you can do with two babies. You're sitting there feeding them both and you can sit in the playroom. You can read books. You can listen to music. Even just having my older kids cuddle with me while I was feeding the twins and we were watching whatever TV show they wanted. You just go into survival mode for a year where nothing Mm -hmm. counts against you and you cannot be a bad mom. Just keep everyone alive.
1: Mm -hmm. So I exclusively breastfed my two-year-old. And so I'm curious how that'll work with twins if I'm putting too much pressure on myself to picture myself doing all the work, just breastfeeding and hoping that they latch and there's no issues, right? What are your thoughts on, is that too much pressure as a twin mom to just try and exclusively breastfeed? How do you kind of manage? Well, it's definitely...
0: Yeah. It's definitely possible. I know lots of people who have, but there's also nothing wrong with doing a mixture of formula and breast milk or pumping and doing bottles because the night feedings are going to be really challenging when you exclusively breastfeed.
2: When you're the only one who could do it, that is tough, but my mom did it with my twin siblings. So it's obviously possible, but I've seen the most success long-term with moms who breastfed and pumped so that people could take those night feedings, but it takes more time during the day because you're still having to keep up that pumping and make those bottles.
1: Right. I've heard of people talk about the willow pump. Have you heard of that? Where they just, you put them on and somehow it pumps itself. (laughs) I can get a hold of one of those.
0: (laughs) There's one called a Haka, which Mm. is just more like a suction cup. And mm-hmm. that, so when you're breastfeeding on one side, the letdown, it like keeps the letdown on the other side. So that one is, so
1: I it's not
2: that when I was yeah. nursing, just because my letdowns were so big, I would get like four ounces from the side. My, wow. this was a singleton, but I produced really well. I was able to feed Millie Brooke and Ruth breast milk. Wow. I just That's had amazing, easy production. That's amazing. But uh, before Ruth was born, because I couldn't pump until my biological baby was born, right? Mm-hmm. I used donated breast milk and we got, it's amazing how much donated breast milk there is out there. I think we got like 9,000 ounces. And you can find wow. people on breast milk pages and you can't, you can pay a lot and get it through certified places or you can just trust that people are eating and doing what they say they are. That's where we were. They were all Air Force officers. So at least they're drug tested. Mm-hmm. But we did uh, donated breast milk for the twins, and then obviously all of my foster kids are on formula, and I honestly haven't noticed a difference. Yeah, besides I'm sleeping more.
0: I think yeah. you just have to look at your mental health and mm-hmm. realize that's super important. Some people really struggle with breastfeeding. Some people feel like if they can't breastfeed, then it affects their mental health too. So you got to really pay attention to your mental health, but it's definitely possible to breastfeed twins. And a lot of times what I've noticed with twin moms is that they'll feed one and then they feed the other one right after. So it's just like back to back. And then I've also heard don't put twin A only on the right side. You got to switch oh. them up or else they will, if one's a bigger eater or whatever, then it can affect your supply that way. So you got to switch sides for each twin. Oh, well, uh-
2: and for me, I have the, the, lousy producer. So like my right breast would produce twice <laughs> as much as my left breast. And so even when pumping or feeding, like I had to switch just so
1: that they would get the milk.
0: Oh, wow. But around like four months when they can move their head a little bit more, you can tandem feed. So you can feed them both at the same time. Okay. And then that's faster than yeah. feeding them back to back, but it kind of depends on your babies. But it's definitely doable and there's lots of support out there for it as well.
2: I think the hardest would be tandem feeding in public because it depends on where you live. We Mm -hmm. luckily went to Colorado all the time. Very open-minded. I could just breastfeed wherever I wanted and nobody cared. Texas, Mm -hmm. a little bit more conservative, might be tougher Mm -hmm. to tandem feed in public. And so that makes things harder.
0: Yeah. You could tandem feed at home or in the middle of the night and then do back-to-back in public too. Okay. Okay. Yeah, was helpful. It. I have faith in you.
2: <laughs> you just have to be flexible. Go into it saying, here's my goal, but none of my self-worth as a mother is dependent upon that goal.
1: Absolutely. Because it's true. It is, it does play with your mental health a little bit. If you have one idea and it goes the complete opposite way, you get frustrated and overwhelmed. And that's why I'm just trying to be a little more relaxed for when the twins come to just be open-minded and see how it goes so everything they're all different babies are all different
2: and it's hard because I feel like with my twins I did everything different because there was two of them all of a sudden Mm -hmm. trying to feed like purees like I did with my older kids Mm -hmm. oh, it wasn't fast enough and so I had to give them solid pieces of food or just little things that you didn't realize are way harder when you have two I -hmm. feel like having those expectations ahead of time That this is going to be different and I'm going to do exactly what I need to and whatever I do is going to be right. That helps your mental health so much.
0: You know, I love a unique gift, which is why I was excited when I discovered Perfectly Planned's Y Etsy shop. Melanie makes handmade resin keychains and coasters. I ordered a set of coasters for my mother-in-law for her birthday. I requested to add flower petals from our tree out front where we planted in memory of my nephew who passed away. So every time my mother-in-law picks up her cup, she'll see the blossoms from her grandson's tree. Melanie also has a cool geode design, coffee bean design, and you can do special flowers like I did or seashells from a vacation. I love a custom gift and for a limited time, my listeners can use promo code TWIN10 at checkout or use the unique link in the show notes for 10% off. Shipping is always free. And while you're there, check out the initials keychains and the car coasters for your cup holders in your car. Again, use the unique link in the show notes for 10% off your order. I have a few labor questions. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll have to answer those.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I've had I, children, I, just not twins. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, I mean, obviously, you know, you know what it's like. Labor is labor. But I'm just curious how, I think I've heard that if you have twins, you have to go in the OR. Is that correct? Just for extra precaution and that's typically so it...
0: a hospital policy that you deliver in the OR, but okay. you can always you... find providers that are going to honor what you want in birth. You are welcome okay. to interview lots of different practices, lots of different healthcare providers, and find someone that you feel safe and comfortable delivering with.
1: Okay. And how is it different than with a singleton? How is it different with labor, I guess? Is it more intense or contractions more intense? Or once you have one, do you feel the other?
0: (laughs) I think that is totally going to be dependent. That's very like, that's going to vary all across the board. My twin delivery was my easiest. It's really also going to really depend on your provider too. Mm -hmm. One of the providers that I went to said I could only deliver vaginally if both were head down. But then I didn't agree with that. So I switched providers. And so he said, yeah, Yeah. twin B is breached. I can totally deliver them. So you're just going to have to, depending on how you want your birth. I know a lot of twin moms are like, they just, they opt for a C-section because they're afraid that twin A will be delivered vaginally and then have the double whammy of twin B being born C-section, which I think their rate on that is very small, but it is possible the double whammy. With any childbirth, you just got to find a provider that you really feel comfortable and safe with and that you align with. I think the labor is going to, it's going to be all over the board, whether it's easier or harder. Typically twins are born, if they're born vaginally, they're born within 20 minutes of each other.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. And is the NICU pretty common for babies Uh, since twins are a little bit earlier or not really?
0: For die-die twins, it's not as... no. Die, okay. die. Mono, mono. If they share the same sac mm-hmm. same placenta, those are much more high risk twins, and you'll see more bed rest and NICU time with mono, mono, or even mono, die. But die, die, not so much. A lot of you them know, are the born. Best, the best okay.
2: when out starting for the best
1: outcome. All right, that's good to know because <laughs> I'm a little overwhelmed for labor and everything that goes along with it. No, it should be good. Another question that I have, my husband and I. This has been the number one topic of conversation among knowing that we're having twins. Oh, I bet I know <laughs> what you're going to so, ask. Oh, no, I don't think you do. It's so random, but it's about cars. Oh. So I have a Volkswagen Atlas. It's oh, yeah. SUV, so it's not captain seats. It's three in front or three in the middle and then three in the back. He thinks we need a van where it's captain seats. And then we could put my almost three-year-old, once the twins are born, in the back but he can't buckle himself. He may be able to at that age. And so we are going to battle (laughs) about the car situation. So what are your thoughts on that? Go ahead, Melissa. It
2: is absolutely possible to do three car seats in a row. I have done it in multiple vehicles. You have to buy the right car seats, Mm -hmm. but you absolutely can. That being said, as someone who grew up her whole life in a suburban and vowed, I would never own a van. It was, Easily the best decision I have ever made. Besides marrying my husband, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It makes life so much easier to have that extra seats. And you have to think just even a year or two from now, your toddler is going to preschool. You want to carpool because you have twin one-year-olds who take a nap. Then all of a sudden you're climbing over the three seats to try to carpool to preschool. You are climbing over anytime you have family staying with you. You have you and your husband, like where does the adult sit? So the three in the car seat fits, but the van made life way easier. There's some nice ones out there. Like you don't have to be all mom about it,
1: but
0: I'm definitely team van. I'm team van too. (laughs) But I've heard it said that minivans are like orthopedic shoes. They're very functional and they work for you, but they're not sexy. I bought our minivan when my twins were born and we had at one point we had the three across in the front row in the minivan. The thing about minivans is they have sliding doors. So when you have two infants in your arms, they need to put them down to open the door, to put them around, then walk around. The sliding doors are just real clutch when you've got two oh. car seats in your arm and then your kid can climb in. But I would suggest putting the infants in the back of the car for that reason, because they can't buckle themselves. So I put my infants in the back and you can load them from the trunk. <laughs> Oh, I where I make
2: the kids come from the back.
0: Yeah, because the <laughs> infants are already strapped in their seats. You load them from the back of the car, the trunk or whatever. And then your uh then your toddler can sit up front. Either way works. All
1: right. I might have to hop on the van, the van bag. Van Maybe wagon. test drive one. <laughs> just
2: go look at them. That's when they got yes. me. I was like, oh, these are actually amazingly convenient.
1: Mm-hmm. That's Once you, once you try it out, it's hard to go back.
0: (laughs) A complaint I have heard about minivans is that trunk space is limited. And I have never experienced that until I rented a minivan one time on vacation. And I was like, oh, this is what everyone's talking about. And I don't remember what it was, but but I have the Honda Odyssey and I cannot say anything bad about it. There's, I call it the magic seat. The captain's seat slides to the side with Ooh. a car seat in it because the seatbelt is not attached to the ceiling it's attached to the captain seat so you can move it sideways so you can get a kid back in there without having to move car seats out of the way that's so insane. i'm a huge fan of the Honda odyssey
2: now yeah. i am camp bring your stroller to the car dealer to make sure it
1: fits
2: <laughs> wherever you're yeah. getting
1: oh that's
0: true that's a really good point that's yeah a really good point I test it all out. (laughs) You do what you got to do though. I mean, I don't think.
2: Yeah. I think our quad stroller was our biggest stroller and that fit in our van just fine. In your minivan? No, it fit in our minivan. And then I bought a big one because I was tired. I needed more space. (laughs) (laughs) We bought a 10
1: seater van.
0: Oh my goodness. That's a debate that is going (laughs) to, it's a long running debate of cars for moms of small kids, but I do not regret the minivan. In fact, my husband, I bought a new minivan and my husband drives our old minivan. So we have two minivans. Really? Yeah. So we can (laughs) switch car seats back and forth. When you have five little kids and they are all all in car seats, you can't drive a sedan because then we can't switch if something's going on. So we own two minivans. So maybe you're asking the wrong crowd. We're both, we're both, pro. we're obviously biased,
2: but for good reason, I think we're right. Melissa, I think you have to ask twin moms and they're going to be like, yeah, convenience rules, everything,
0: but Mm. there's lots of twin moms who are like, I will never drive a minivan SUV all the way. So (laughs) that's divided camp, but I'm team minivan.
1: Yeah. I don't think the captain seats
0: matter though. I don't think.
1: Okay. Yeah. So captain seats don't matter. Cause you, I mean, you put yours in the back, so it, yeah. it kind of, I don't know if captain sense. seats make okay. a difference.
0: I'm all about the sliding okay. doors though.
1: Flexibility okay. makes a difference. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sold. You guys sold me. <laughs> 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 the van it is. Well, it's true because I just want convenience. And then if we do have more of a growing family, right. And it's not just right when they're born, I need to think a year or two afterwards. And with carpooling, that's such a good, good point that you brought up because it's true. You don't really want them climbing over the back and the seats and trying to move. Stepping on the just, Not that I have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, you can take seats out. My sister has three kids, and she has taken out one of her captain seats, and she keeps it like in her garage. And so then mm-hmm. she has two toddlers in the back, and her infant in the other captain seat, so they can get in. She can climb all the way into the car to buckle them. So there's lots of ways you can configure things.
2: And okay. with the right car seats, you can literally make any car work.
1: Okay. And then another question I have, I just thinking about bassinets and cribs and all of that. My mind keeps getting stuck on. Do I put the two babies together right after they're born for for a little bit or how long and, or should I keep them separated and separate bassinets? I'm curious what you guys did for that.
2: We kept ours together until they started Rolling, So I think it was about four months.
1: Okay.
2: And I wasn't even concerned about safety because they weren't really kidding each other, but they were kicking each other and waking each other up. Mm. And that was a deal breaker.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Nope. I think identical twins often,
0: I've heard that identical twins will want, they sync up their schedules more and will want to sleep more. So I've heard of more identical sleeping together. Mine slept together in the same. We used a pack and play with a bassinet on top of the pack and play. I feel like it was only a few weeks because I had to move them out of my room because they were too loud. And so then we ended up having them like in a swing and in a bouncer. So then they were separate, but it can be either way.
2: What was more of a deal breaker for me was the height, Uh, especially I had three C-sections and even without a C-section, all that bending into the crib with two babies, like you're holding one, trying to get the other so that you can feed them both. If it's high, so either a pack and play that has the little platform or put your crib on the highest setting, you can literally go in and just scoop up both babies with your arms.
1: Mm.
0: And
2: that was a deal breaker for me.
0: Just the height of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you're going to have to play with that depending on your kids and where you're going to have them sleeping. I don't think, I think it's great to have them sleep together, but they don't have to. And I don't, Mm -hmm. that's one that you don't have to worry about, Andrea. <laughs> yes. Don't put sure. that on your high priority list of things to about. <laughs> Well,
2: and it's hard Good. because as much as you prepare, you just have no idea because especially die die if they're fraternal,
1: mm-hmm.
2: they're really like two siblings. They may not be on the mm-hmm. same schedule. They're not going to have growth spurts at the same time. So you just have to be flexible of the individual needs of each baby, which gets hard because mm-hmm. you're trying to keep them on the same schedule. Sometimes it just doesn't work. So it's yeah. all about flexibility.
0: Okay. And the more I've been doing this podcast, the more people have told me that they didn't wake their twins up in the middle of the night at the same time. And I think that is crazy. Oh. I did. What? I always kept woke mine up. If one woke up, I woke up the other one. And sometimes I would do, okay, I'll take care of you all the way and then I'll wake the other one up because inevitably they're going to wake up anyway. So you might as well wake them at the same time. But mm-hmm. I have heard lots of people are like, no way, I'm going to sleep if they're sleeping. So Oh. What I did is I always fed them at the same time. So then their mm-hmm. sleep would generally stack up or fall into line. If you fed them at the same time. And if somebody was holding them, if I was somewhere out there, people always love to hold babies and rock them. And I would yell at them. I'm like, don't mm-hmm. you dare put her to sleep. She <laughs> can't sleep until <laughs> her brother sleeps. Oh, so <laughs> but- I was the
2: opposite. Cause I was a go everywhere mom. I like to be out. So my girls just slept whenever they were in their car seats.
1: But they slept at the
2: same time. Yeah, generally. They actually were pretty good at being synced up. I don't know if that's because they were identical or because I fed them at the same time. But I remember my twin siblings not being synced up, but one, like the boy twin would eat so much more than the girl twin. So she would wake up more often and he would sleep Mm. longer just because they were so different.
1: Very interesting. Well, because it goes against everything I believe in with my singleton never wake a sleeping baby. And so it goes against all of my instincts (laughs) as a mom. Just, no, I have to wake up this beautiful sleeping baby. Well, when you know they're
2: going to eat in 45 minutes anyway, getting into the REM cycle and then being woken up again, I felt like was worse.
1: I I can't even imagine. Yeah. Just getting woken up hour after hour. I do see why people would, (laughs) why you would want to wake them up at the same time, just so you can get those few hour stretches at the very beginning.
2: And you have to be so kind to yourself and just let things go and get those naps during the day. Because Mm -hmm. you think about your singleton, there were just some nights they did not sleep, right? You felt Mm -hmm. like they were up every 30, 45 minutes. And then there's two of them doing that. Mm. And you will literally get 45 minutes of sleep the entire night. I feel like when you just say nothing else matters except for my sleep, because for me personally, sleep is my number one indicator of my mental health. Yeah nothing
0: else mattered. Nothing. Mm, You'll have to play around with it. My husband, I was a stay at home mom. My husband worked and he'd come home from work and I'd say, all right, new plan. This is what we're trying tonight. And that's how it was (laughs) for a couple months. We would just try different things. Okay. Tonight we're Mm going to have them sleep together in the laundry room where it's dark and quiet or tonight Mm -hmm. I'm going to feed them earlier and see if they'll fall asleep early. You know what I mean? You just, you're gonna have to play around Mm -hmm. with it and It's unfortunate because it feels like it lasts an eternity, but line up people to come take your toddler. So you can sleep during the day when your babies sleep.
2: And at nine months, something magical happened and it got way easier. Uh, It was eight months for me. Tell yourself, just get to that seven to nine month range and things get so
0: much easier. So much. So there's
1: a light at the end. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: when You're they sorry. start eating solids, they'll start <laughs> sleeping longer when they can, mm-hmm. for me, it was like around, yeah, seven, eight months where I was like, okay, all right, I can do this. My
2: twins would even entertain each other at that age. I could leave oh. them in the playroom together at nine months. And they were actually kind of happy with
0: each other. They still do that. That's amazing. They survived COVID. There's pros and cons of every stage. You just got to remember that enjoy the stage you're in because it doesn't last long. Uh,
2: I think the hardest part was that 18 months to two and a half where they Mm -hmm. can run in different directions, but don't understand that they Mm -hmm. need to stay next to you Mm -hmm. and backpack leashes were invented by a twin mom.
1: Really, oh, really, really? I can only imagine. Uh,
2: they had to be. I was,
0: just <laughs> I was just like, I just know it. I just know it. <laughs> I just know it. <laughs> I learned how to replace a toilet because of my twins at that age. They kept putting bath toys down the toilet and getting oh. the toilet stuck. So there's pros and cons to every stage. But if you ever need to take off your toilet, I will help you.
1: <laughs> good to
0: know. Good to know. <laughs> Ariel just kept wanting to go to the sea, but I kept rescuing her from the middle of my toilet. Oh. What else are you worried about? Let us calm your woes.
1: So you guys mentioned baby carriers, twin baby carriers. Mm-hmm. I have the Moby and I use that for my singleton. So you can use that for twins or do you need to get a special kind and how long?
2: Absolutely use it for your twins, but only until they're like two months old. Then they got too big and you can't okay. use, you can put one. I had an error ago, or something like that. You, I could only hold one. So what I did is I actually bought one of the really long wraps that you see people. And they have probably a dozen different twin wraps, but you have to buy a specialty wrap that's extra long.
1: Okay. So and do okay. it, and then
2: I did that. And then as soon as they could both sit up, I had one in the front, one in the back and just normal ergos, goes and Amber. Okay.
0: Yeah. Just different carriers, one on the front, one in the back, but they do sell twin carriers where, how do I describe this without showing you it's. It just goes over your head and the pieces go on the front and back. Okay. So you can buy special twin ones that go on the front and back, or they have ones that have two little pockets on the front for twins. Mm-hmm. I just used a regular air go on my front and a regular air go on my back and just dropped okay. them. So I used one on the front one back. I actually used that a ton. I didn't baby wear a lot of my kids, but I did my twins. and I did for a long time because with strollers and stuff like that sometimes it's just easier out in public to wear them than they couldn't run away and they
2: do make a twin baby carrier called the wego where they're both in the front and you just it's literally like two pouches and you just stick a baby in each one <laughs> in the front i was just cheap and so i used my moby and looked stuff up on youtube
1: yeah <laughs> you can put those in so many different ways it's crazy yeah. The nice thing okay. about
2: those twin carriers is they're specialty enough
1: mm-hmm. but
2: you only can use them for a couple of months that buying them used is very easy. They're everywhere especially if you go to a twin specific resale page where they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, it's normally 300, you have to pay 100 and then 20 bucks shipping or whatever it is." Okay. I liked those pages and there was a lot of opinions. That's how I learned what was even out there. Is based on what people were selling, and I could ask them about it, how they mm. used it, or products I didn't even know existed. So I'm a big fan of twin mom pages. They get it.
1: Okay, good to know. I need to get on one of those because <laughs> I I have the what to expect app, and I can't find anything really on twins or multiples or anything like that. Right. And they so, do have
2: twin specific pregnancy apps. So I do would they? one of those.
1: Okay, because it just doesn't feel as with having multiples, it's just, is this really what my body is going through this (laughs) week? I feel like my body's in overdrive than just having a singleton, even though oh yeah, you You end up
2: measuring full term somewhere around 30 weeks. And it's
1: crazy. I feel like my, my belly is already, I took pictures all throughout my first pregnancy and I looked back and I know you show earlier with your second, but I'm already at, you know, my 18 week yeah. <laughs> belly with my singleton versus now. It's just funny to see how the body changes. And that's another thing I'm a little bit worried about too, is just, is there any way to refrain from getting that extra, extra loose skin or stretch marks like those oils oh. or is it just genetics, genetics. You know, your body's <laughs> going through, you know, all of that or. Don't shoot the messenger,
0: but Um, yeah. Gen X plays a lot into that, but I wore compression leggings through a lot of my pregnancy and that super helped with like fatigue and edema and varicose veins and stuff like that. So you can wear, and it's hot in Texas, but I would wear them when I would go out in public. And then when I'd come home and if I was sitting down, then I'd always put my feet up. I bought pregnancy compression ones. So they came up over my belly. So it was like a full leg.
2: Well, and you're going to be in your height of your pregnancy during a Texas winter. I feel like that's amazing because you can get Mm -hmm. out and walk and you can, that's going to be nice.
1: Yes. That's how I feel. I'm like, if I could have timed it perfectly, this would have been (laughs) the perfect season to have a baby. Except last year we had a winter freeze. I don't know if you saw that all over the news, Texas completely. We lost our power for. Two weeks, I think is. I mean, almost. We had no water, no electricity, nothing, and it's almost the same week I'm due, and so which hopefully I'm not due. That so maybe day, stock but... up
2: now, get <laughs> some extra water and a generator just in case.
1: <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I need to stock up, make sure we're good. Yeah, we'll see. But I am happy with with the timing of everything. What's funny is my due date is two twenty two twenty two, which perfect. <laughs> that would have been so fun. I, I know, which is. If you're a numbers person, it's pretty cool. Just how ironic that is. Well,
2: good luck, Andrea. You're going to do
0: fantastic.
1: Do you have any last
0: questions before we wrap up?
1: That's most on my list. Actually, we powered through those and that was super helpful with listening to both of you guys and get some reassurance on some things and some advice and I really appreciate everything. So it was nice talking to you guys. I'm so glad that we (laughs)
0: found you and that you came on the podcast you know, it would be fun as if we had you back on and did a little update later. Oh, you can ask yeah. more questions.
1: Yes. Cause I'll have more obviously once they're born and once I'm further along. So I would love that. That would be
0: great. Thanks for hanging out with me today. If you want to hang out some more, you can follow me on Instagram at neighborhood twin mom. If you want more info on what we talked about in this episode or a transcription of the audio head to neighborhood If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star rating and review. This helps other people be able to find the podcast. Music for this episode was composed by Cameron Norby. Find more of his work on YouTube.